Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey His command to watch therefore and be ready, for you don't know the hour or the day your Lord is coming. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. So thankful to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore. And this program today will be so important for anyone who truly wants to watch Therefore and be ready as protection and instruction through the scriptures is so important for this very critical hour of time. And we have it in this program today. But first, a word of prayer. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, please bless all of our viewers today through the teaching and hearing of your word. Help us to watch, therefore, and be ready, Father. We ask it in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to introduce chapter 2 of 2 Peter today as we go through our teaching series in 2 Peter. And chapter 2 is about dangerous false prophets and teachers. And remember, initially, this was a letter without chapter breaks and verses. And that's going to be so important to remember as I review what we looked at in chapter 1, the end of chapter 1 last time, and it goes right into chapter 2. Again, it's important to remember there wasn't chapter breaks and verses. So having said that, let's look at the context of what's being said in chapter 1 as it relates to the beginning of chapter 2. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rise in your hearts, knowing this first that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. But there were false prophets among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. So we see from chapter 1, where we begin reading, that the truth, not cunningly devised fables, is that Bible prophecy is more reliable than what Peter, James, and John saw and heard when they were on this mountain with our Lord Jesus. 
and he was transfigured into just a glimpse of his glory there with Moses and Elijah. Yes? And, and then beyond that, our Father in heaven continues to break or break through the laws of physics and steps into our fallen and corrupt uh, condition with his voice speaking from heaven that says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And what does Peter say? He says, Bible prophecy is more reliable than what we saw and heard that day. He and James and John, right? And that we do well to take heed of what Bible prophecy says. We do well to adjust our lives around the prophetic word of God, especially the rapture when we're caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Because he says, uh, this is the day that dawns and Christ, the day star, rises in our hearts. We know he's the day star from Revelation 22 that we looked at the last time together where I taught this. And, and then we will be caught up to meet the Lord in the clouds and we will go to that place he's prepared for us. Yes? And, and then, of course, we know the tribulation begins and, and then we return having been given glorified bodies, we return to reign with Messiah Jesus for a thousand years. And we saw that no prophecy of, from the Bible is given for private interpretation, yes? And, and that the first word spoken of in 2 Peter going into chapter 2, the first word is but. The first word is but. And the word but is used to introduce a phrase or a clause that contrasts with what has just been said. The word but is a connecting verse, connecting by contrast what was said earlier and then what is about to be said. For example, here's an example for you. He stumbled but didn't fall. He stumbled is connected to he didn't fall with the word but. Why am I saying this? Because it's so important to understand that what he's talking about with regard to the false teachers is connected to what he was just saying about Bible prophecy. The word but connects by contrast what was just said at the end of chapter 1 to chapter 2. But there were false prophets among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction." In contrast to the significance of Bible prophecy, the rapture, the second coming of Messiah Jesus, and the need to rightly divide the prophetic word of God, there will be false teachers. False prophets and false teachers. The word false prophets and false teachers in the Greek there is the same Greek word. It's pseudo-didaskalos. And we know the word pseudo means false. We attach it to all kinds of things, right? And so there's pseudo-prophets and pseudo-teachers. They were in their day, but are also in our day. And, and the Bible teaches in other places they will get worse and worse as time goes by, especially in this final hour of so much of Bible prophecy being fulfilled. When it says they come in privily or secretly, it means that they will come in craftily, to introduce damnable or destructive heresies. The word damnable there is the destruction which consists of eternal misery in hell. That's how dangerous these false prophets and teachers are. 
and the heresies that they bring in speaks of teachings that divide people away from the truth and the congregation of the truth. Yes, another uh, description or definition of this word is an opinion varying from the true teaching of the Christian faith. Yes, I'm going to look at 2.1 again with you as we continue to teach through it. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. With regard to denying the Lord who bought them, the Bible speaks of different expressions of denying the Lord in word, thought, and deed. But let's stay with the context Peter is speaking about here. And to do so, I'm going to cross-reference through some other scriptures. Now, in Revelation, uh, the Apostle John is being given a guided tour through much of it by an angel, and he's showing him prophetic events in the future, okay? And, And so... Uh, we're going to start with Revelation chapter 19 here. In verse 10, as the apostle John is getting overwhelmed by these things, he falls at this angel's feet and begins to worship him. And let's listen to how the angel answers, which is very important to what we're teaching today. And I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, See that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So we see here the testimony is is the story of Messiah Jesus. It describes who he is and how he is. For example, prophesying about what he will do regarding raising up Cyrus of Persia long before Cyrus of Persia was even around. Isaiah, the prophet from the 700s BC, prophesies of Cyrus in the 500s. BC. Do you see how amazing that is? It would be like people or someone from the 1800s prophesying about President Donald Trump in great detail. No, it would it would be a miracle. It would prove that no, only God can do this. And we see this in Isaiah 44, verse 28, who says of Cyrus, he is my shepherd and he shall perform all my pleasure, saying to Jerusalem, you shall be built and to the temple, your foundation shall be laid. Speaking of the Jewish people who had not yet gone into bondage, but would go into bondage, into Babylonian bondage, then the Persians would take over. All these things are way in the future. And the prophet Isaiah is hearing from the Holy Spirit and writing these as the word of God. Also speaking of Cyrus, we see the Lord uses Bible prophecy to identify himself, that only he could write these things uh, with such specificity long before they happened. Listen to Isaiah 46, speaking of Cyrus again. Remember the things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure, calling a bird of prey from the east, the man who executes my counsel from a far country. Indeed, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will do it. So the Lord proves He's God through Bible prophecy. Again, who he is, how he is, the testimony of Jesus is embodied in or is the spirit of Bible prophecy. And when we come back, we'll see how important this is 
for your life and my life as it relates to the things we're talking about today. The Watch Therefore message is life-preserving and life-saving. It's life-preserving because it shows those who were in lukewarmness, that terrible, dangerous condition our Lord Jesus warned us about, that time is running out. Now is the time to repent of lukewarmness. It's life-saving because it warns the lost. Now is the time. You're running out of time. Now is the time to get right with God and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Watch Therefore message, life-preserving and life-saving. Blessing Israeli Believers is such an important ministry. Our co-founding partner, John McTurnan and myself, we founded the ministry Blessing Israeli Believers because we learned that one of the best ways to bless Israel is to bless Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus. They're getting out the gospel. They're making disciples. They're saving babies from abortion, helping Holocaust survivors in the name of Messiah Yeshua. One of the best ways to bless Israel is to bless Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus. Join us today. Along with taking the gospel to the Jew first and then to the nations, Romans 1.16, the Apostle Paul also said that he was poured out for the faith of others. His life was poured out, and that's why we have our ministry poured out for the nations, taking the gospel and discipleship all over the world, and most recently, in Africa, in Burundi, and Rwanda. Opportunities and open doors abound. Join us and be poured out for the nations. A great way to watch Therefore is to go to our website, watchtherefore.tv, and sign up for our monthly Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations newsletters. There you can get prayer points and have a better understanding of the details of our ministry, especially for those who want to join us in prayer and financial support. So go to watchtherefore.tv. You'll find out a lot of important things about our ministry. And most importantly, sign up for our monthly newsletters, Blessing Israeli Believers, Poured Out for the Nations. Remember, watch therefore and be ready. As you can imagine, our Watch Therefore Media, Blessing Israeli Believers, and Poured Out for the Nations Ministries cost a lot of money. And first, let me say about that, if you haven't received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's our strong desire that you would receive Him and be our guest today. But for those who understand the principles of sowing and reaping and laying your treasures up in heaven, we know that these ministries are advancing the kingdom of the Lord and you'll be laying your treasures up in heaven. So you can give online or by post. There's information up on your screen. And what a way to watch therefore and be ready. Laying your treasures up in heaven with watch therefore blessing Israeli believers and pour it out for the nations. And for all of you who are prayerfully and financially partnering with Watch Therefore and our ministries, let me say thank you. God bless you. We're praying for you and trusting that we're all together being very fruitful. And one day we will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. We've seen that 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16 through 21 continues right into chapter 2, and that Peter uh, was teaching the truth, not cunningly devised fables, that when he and James and John saw the Lord transfigured into a glimpse of his glory, and our Father spoke from heaven, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased, 
that Bible prophecy is more reliable than what they saw and what they heard, and that we do well to arrange our lives around the prophetic scenarios found in Bible prophecy. We do well to take heed of the prophetic word. Yes, and, and we saw that this pertains to the day star, Messiah Jesus, rising in our hearts, Christ in us, the hope of glory rising in our hearts when we're caught up in the clouds to be with him. And I've taught on those things in programs uh, in the past. And, and so what that leads us to then is that no word of prophecy, of Bible prophecy, is subject to personal opinion right? It's not open to private interpretation. And that's why I've used so much of the Bible to interpret the Bible as it relates to, the, to these things. And then we saw in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, well, let me just read it again. But there were false prophets among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. So when we left off, we were looking at false prophets and false teachers who bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them. And we saw that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of Bible prophecy. And one of the prominent ways of denying the Lord who bought them is to deny the testimony of Jesus, Bible prophecy. We saw the word uh, bought, when he says deny the Lord who bought them, that that biblical Greek word is also redeemed. Redeemed. I have been redeemed by the blood of Messiah Jesus. I am being redeemed, waiting for that day of final redemption, where we go to be with the Lord, having been caught up in the clouds, we go to be with Him in that place He has prepared for us. Listen, folks, the first two expressions of redemption are, mean nothing without the final redemption. It's a package deal, folks. He doesn't leave us here in this condition. So the false prophets and teachers, they deceive, they deceive people from thinking about the next life and the final redemption found in Bible prophecy. And to demonstrate this, I want to show you some things from the book of Revelation. In Revelation chapter 1, Messiah Jesus has shown John some things and wants him to write things to the church on earth. There are seven churches he addresses here that were uh, existing in John's day. So listen very carefully, especially as we get deep into this, and he, he, there are certain descriptions of the church that I want to show you something with here. John, to the seven churches who are in Asia, grace unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before the, his throne, and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. Now listen to this. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Hold on to that last part there that describes the church. And, and it's going to be real important in just a moment. Then we go to Revelation chapter 4. It's, it's the first expression of things that will happen after the time of these churches. He finishes speaking to these churches in Revelation chapter 3. These churches are an expression of churches down through the ages. Yes? And so after this or after these things, look what happens in Revelation 
chapter 4. After this, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither and I will show you, I will show thee things which must be here after. And immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne was set in heaven and one sat on the throne. John the apostle is experiencing in his spirit in the future the rapture of the church. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, it, it sounds much the same as this. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and the trumpet of God. The dead in Messiah will rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we always be with the Lord. And, and, and listen here. As it were, John says, as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which says, come up. You see, that's when we're caught up. Why is this so important? Because then we see the church that was on earth in Revelation chapter 1. And remember the description I ask you to remember. Now that same people are in heaven in Revelation chapter 5. And there's this, this, this incredible scene. I encourage you to go look at it. This incredible scene around the throne of God in heaven. And look who we hear there. And they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed. That's the same word as they denied the Lord who bought them, who has redeemed us to God by, the, by the, thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. You see, they're described the exact same way as the church who was on earth previously, but after the rapture, now they are in heaven, having been finally redeemed. Yes, it's the same word as bought in 2 Peter chapter 2. Now listen to Ephesians 1.13 with regard to redemption. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until what? The redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. In this verse, we see the Holy Spirit given as a down payment as Messiah Jesus has purchased us with his blood, but now he's going to come collect or redeem what he has purchased. That's when he takes us back to that place he's been preparing for us. Hallelujah. <laughs> Folks, the world as it is, it's not our home. We have a place in heaven prepared for us as disciples of Messiah Jesus. And over the last 20 or so years, I've listened as many preachers, prophets, uh, and others uh, do all they can to make us forget about that. They do all they can to make us forget about final redemption when we go to be in that place the Lord's prepared for us. And so let's look again uh, at 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. These false prophets and teachers will minimize, pervert, and replace Bible prophecy with damnable heresies, and that's exactly what has happened. 
The, the late Bible teacher Derek, Derek Prince taught about the English church in the 1800s and said that it all but died because this sweeping move of anti-Bible prophecy swept through the church across England and all but killed it. And that's what's happening to much of the church in America and in other places around the world. Much of what is called prophetic today and their prophets and teachers really know very little about the prophets, and they rarely teach on the prophetic scenarios uh, uh, regarding the Lord's return for His bride and then His second coming. Many, when they do, teach it in a way that discourages people from looking for the Lord to come for them today again. If your doctrine teaches me that I shouldn't look for the coming of the Lord today in the clouds, that He can't come for me today, then why should I look for Him? Yes? Never forget the wicked servant of Matthew chapter 24 who says in his heart, My master is delaying his coming. He lives worldly and ungodly, and then he goes to hell. Because Bible prophecy is tied directly to holy living. And listen to another, a direct quote from Derek Prince. Quote, if you analyze the teaching of the New Testament on holiness, you see that in almost every case it is linked up to the expectation of the Lord's return. And personally, I believe that when the church loses the sense of expectation of the Lord's return, New Testament standards of holiness are impossible because I believe that is the key motivation, unquote. Folks, that's the truth. And as we close looking at the end of 2 Peter Chapter 2, verse 1, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Folks, the judgment and the fury of the Lord against these false teachers is going to be swift and severe. Run from them. Stay away from them. And we're going to continue in 2 Peter chapter 2. And it's a real eye-opener of what much of the church has become in this critical hour. I'm so very thankful and praying for real authentic prophets, pastors, preachers, teachers today. Pray for them and for more of them to be raised up in this hour. Listen, there are many damnable heresies today, but know this. Most of them draw attention away from the coming of the Lord and puts the attention on these people and the things of this world. And they draw attention to themselves, these false prophets. Yeah, Be very sensitive to the Word of God today and who you listen to and who you follow. Listen, check the things out, I say, with the Word of God. That's why we put up Scripture references and put the Scriptures up on the screen. You can see this is Bible. This isn't Dove. This is Bible. Hallelujah. I encourage anyone who's watching today, if you're not yet saved by Messiah Jesus, cry out to Him to be saved. I encourage everyone who's watching today to watch their form. Be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming for us any moment. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R 
I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website, watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day, his sword will go forth to take back and re-